This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being. Being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. Magic happens when transformation occurs on the inside. Lie. Valeria interviews Lai Tadis. She is a transformation life coach and clinical hypnotherapist who helps people to heal from their past, to change their future by growing from limitation to liberation, using the amazing power of their own mind that allows them to live energized, confident, and purposeful lives they're excited about. Her approach is often described by clients as intuitive, transformational, and sometimes even spiritual. She draws on philosophies from NLP, timeline therapy, modern and traditional hypnosis, neuroscience, and strategic psychotherapy. People work with Lai because of her ability to be able to connect what's happening and unseen on the inside with her clients. For her intuition and knack for creating personalized experiences, quick breakthroughs, and sustainable lasting change, with particular focus on healing trauma, abuse, anxiety, depression, addictions, phobias, and low self-esteem. Lai teaches and speaks internationally. She's an executive contributor on Brains Magazine, offers professional audio tracks, online courses, and one-on-one sessions remotely all over the world in a safe and supportive space. Lai is also a coach on Aura and Insight Timer and has become a popular intuitive creator of powerful meditations, hypnosis, and sleep stories. She believes that magic happens when transformation occurs on the inside. Lai creates experiences through audio tracks that offer healing, restoration, and rejuvenation. You can feel her authenticity and love through her soothing voice. Meet Lai at LaiTadis.com. Here's the interview with Lai Tadis. In your own words, who is Lai Tadis? Wow, that's a great question. It's not often we get asked that. Yeah. Yeah. So who am I? I'm somebody that has been through their own journey of ups and downs where I've experienced, you know, joy. Um, I've experienced sadness, anger, pain, hurt, all those things that we experience as we grow through life. And it was very later on in my life that I realised that I kept saying one thing to myself, I just want to be happy, and it kept eluding me. And it wasn't until very later on into my 40s that I realised I was trapping myself in my own mind. And when I worked on myself, on my inner self, I realised there was so much more to me. And my beliefs changed. 
Oh, uh, so much inside of me changed that I realised I'm actually more than what I ever thought I was. And so after doing my own healing, being on my own healing journey, I now help others. And I think for me, one of the things that always comes back that because we get feedback all the time and there's a theme that I realised about myself was that I was relatable, well, I am relatable to working with people and that comes from my own suffering. And I'm not playing victim here or anything. It's just, you know, everyone experiences what they experience and you can't compare uh, I don't think it's fair to compare your situation to someone else's because it doesn't mean it's worse or, or, or anything like that. But what I did realise was that we all have the ability to heal and sometimes we just don't know how to do that. And we know that we need to. Sometimes we know what we have to do, but it's the how. And I believe that's the key What where I can come in and I can help people with the how. So I support them on how they can actually do their own inner healing and move from where they are to where they want to be. And and I guess that's what I do. And I, I get them to use their own mind power. Yeah. So it's not mine, it's mm. theirs. Mm. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It's they're accessing their own power, recognizing, exploring it, right? I love that. I love what you do. It's very close to my heart because of all the suffering that I went through as well without knowing that I had that power within. Mm. I had no idea. So you said something that caught my attention, the quest to want to be happy. You say, I want to be happy. I would love to know the replacement for that. Have you replaced that desire, this quest with another one <laughs> these days? Oh, I, I, I would say being happy with who I am and where I'm at. Mm. Because when I kept saying to myself, I want to, I want to be happy, yeah. it was for, I, was, I felt like the metaphor was I was forever chasing it. Yeah. And so therefore I kept thinking of what I was doing wrong and the future that was eluding me. But when I realised being happy and being at peace with who I am right now in the moment I could drop a lot of what was happening in the past or what happened in the past and the concerns of the future. So it's, and sometimes it's doing the simple things of grounding yourself into now, like I go for walks in the wetlands and I don't take that moment for granted. I really connect. I connect to where I am right now, you know, and gratitude I always, always, what what can I be grateful for right here, right now? Right. And then all of a sudden, you know, you, you start to change your emotional state. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, that that's where I've replaced it. So I'm happy in the right here and now with mm -hmm. who I am and grateful for what I do have. Yeah, that's exactly how I would phrase it. Just in a simple way, I would say, I want to be at peace with everything that presents itself whatever it's yeah. here. And it's, it, it is a practice, right? Like mm. it's not something, a destination that we arrive at and stay there. Isn't it a, yes. a training yes. practice? Yeah, absolutely right. I mean, when I work with clients that have got anxiety, you know, anxiety is not who they are. It's right. what they experience. Right. 
And because sometimes I I'll hear them use this language, you know, oh, it's my anxiety, it's my anxiety, you know, and it's like, can we reframe that? That are you anxiety or is it what you experience? And then they're like, oh, actually, you're right. It is what I experienced. And so what they're doing is they're labelling. But really, it's all they have is, is they have ineffective processes, right, when they experience anxiety. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I love that. <laughs> uh, that's very profound, though. I have to kind of mention now some of the spiritual teachings, philosophies that I have learned. That's exactly that. Everything is an experience. From mm. that perspective, we cannot say that we are anything that is uh, not even the body and the mind, the thoughts, the memories, the ideas, we have visions, all that. They're all experiences or can be experienced by something. And that's something, it's who we are. That's my understanding. And, and that's not something that can be known because not an experience, not an object. So it cannot be known. You can only say, I am. Yes. That's a spiritual, you could say, a philosophy concept. Um, do you have any spiritual practices or ideas about yourself in life, such as the one I just mentioned? Well, it's interesting that uh, I have rituals, yeah. and I think rituals are, if you can make them to connect to yourself, I think they're very powerful. And, oh, I mean, I don't mind sharing this, that before we, we spoke today, one of my rituals was I burned some incense. I've got a candle. Yeah, and I'm creating that atmosphere. I have some crystals around me. Yeah, so this is where I draw connection to myself. I'm celebrating who I am. Yeah, and connecting to, to my spirit, you know, to that deeper part of me. And I think a lot of people think that it's just emotions, mental and physical, and our and our body and mind, but it, it encompasses us as a spirit. That's my belief. And that's what I, yeah, for me, that's my understanding, right? The spirit is something that's untouched, that's pristine, mm -hmm. and that's always at peace. That's peace itself, really. Freedom mm, itself. Beautiful. Yeah, mm. happiness itself. Oh, if there's something important, there's nothing more important than that to focus on. But because it's not an object, we have, uh, most of us have a hard time kind of even because we're constantly looking for something to something to focus on, to look at it, to worship, idolize. It, that's why we are not able to kind of ground ourselves in that reality of who Absolutely. we are. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, most people look outside themselves. Yeah. Right. You know, they're right. buying the next thing or they're going to the next job or the next relationship or the next move, whether it's a city or house. So they're looking outside themselves to make that change. And while temporary, yes, it, it does work. But as I say to people, you can't run away from yourself. Mm, beautiful. You know, yeah. <laughs> things come up to be triggered yes. for your healing. And when you can pause and look within and, and heal from within, right, then all of a sudden whatever you do on the outside is even better. Yeah, that's it. And I love what you said, the example you gave earlier about my anxiety, this attachment to the experience, right? My pain, mm. my everything, even my body, my thoughts, my memories. That's so amazing when we go deeper into it, right? Like we see that, wait a minute, I'm not my thoughts. I'm, I'm not the thoughts. They're yes. just experiences I'm having. The eye, right. right? Absolutely. Quite often in, in when I'm doing hypnosis and we get in that state of overwhelm and we it's that thought loop. Right, a lot of people just overthinking, overthinking, particularly when they're experiencing anxiety. Yeah. 
And so one of the things I do is I dissociate from the thought. You know, you are not your thoughts or when a thought comes up, a thought comes up because your brain's doing what it's meant to do. It's meant to think. However, you know, um, thoughts come up, but you do not have to think them. Mm. You can just observe them. Mm, yes. Yeah. It's when we think them, we get caught in them. Yes. Right. Yeah. You see, and that's where the practice comes from because it feels like there's this um, very powerful pull, right, toward experience, toward kind of losing ourselves mm. in experiences. It happens all the time. Even the body itself, we believe we are, you know, some, most of us believe we are the body. So we work so hard to get the body to be in perfect shape or perfect health. But it's always changing and it's so elusive. Um, it's right. interesting that you say that because I was a personal trainer for 12 years before I did this. Yes, and, right. And I right. helped people work on their body. And, <laughs> yeah. it, and it was good, you know, like people, uh-huh. knew, like after, you know, so many weeks, I could see changes, they were getting fitter and, and stronger and healthier. But what was missing as, as, as far as I was concerned as a personal trainer was like this disconnect with the mind and the body. And I just thought, oh, wow, how can they put so much time and effort into their body? And all of a sudden something something would trigger them and all that effort would be just turned upside down. Right. Yeah, so it was the mind. It was their mind not disconnecting from the body. But the body is always in the here and now. It's always in the present. It's our mind <laughs> that goes into the past or into the future. Yes. Yeah, and as I said, getting caught in those uh, unresourceful thoughts and beliefs. Mm. Yeah, and it an, an undoes all our good work that we, we can do for ourselves. It's very wise. That's what I hear when I read that about you, that you saw this uh, the disconnection, right? That trying to help them with the bodies, but then the mind was all over the place and they were not really in touch with that reality, the mental reality. Yes. So, yeah, that makes sense. It's all about kind of going deeper. To me, it has been that. And the deeper I go, the more I see that this is, as you said, beautifully. It's just an experience. Everything, it's, we are not the experience. I mean, you didn't say it that way, but I, that's how mm. I interpret mm. it. We are not experiences. Anything that we can touch, see, smell, and that includes the body and the thoughts, uh, the subtle um, kind of um, experiences of thoughts, memories. So that's, uh, it is going deeper. I love the idea of being open to always go deeper, to find out the truth, because what is the truth anyway? What's the, I actually sometimes even replace the word truth with uh, nature. What's the nature of what's happening of this, of the, the nature of this reality? Because there are so many, when we dream at night to go to sleep, that's a different reality. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So another question, initial question I have for you that I will stop here so I don't go too far with the the spiritual philosophies. Let me see. Yeah. What do you believe or feel like is the main cause of human suffering? Well, certainly in my experiences working with many people and it comes back to their childhood. And those very, there's a process we we go through. I mean, we all have to go through it because we're all born. But the moment that we're born up until the age of seven, we go through that imprinting stage. So we don't know what our emotions mean. All we do is we experience them. We take on beliefs from our primary caregivers, which is typically our parents. 
So whatever their programming is that they've adopted, all right, gets passed down. So a lot of it's generational. I even have some clients that have gone back into past lives that they've brought with them. But essentially those very first seven years, we are imprinted. So we take on all these beliefs, this programming, everything from the influences around us. And then from seven through to 14, we start to model behaviours. So we start to you know, model behaviours from our parents, from other siblings, from teachers, because teachers are almost like second parents. We spend a lot of time at school with teachers. But even some people, they model behaviours from their superheroes, you know, um, or spiritual leaders or religious, cultural, anywhere where our environment is that we are in regularly, they, they have an influence on us. And then from 14 through to 21, it's that socialisation where we go out to work or we study, we form intimate relationships, connections. But essentially by the time we're 18, we have what we call well-formed beliefs and they are locked away in our subconscious. And they're there, you know, just playing, you know, subconsciously in the background. And we go through life and quite often we'll get triggered. And when we get triggered, the subconscious will all of a sudden bring a memory that it's stored and attached to the memory are meanings and attached to the meanings are the emotions. And over time we, f- we form what we call a gestalt, which is emotional baggage. Yeah, and then that's what gets triggered. And sometimes when we have these relationships, whether it's work or whether it's uh, personal intimate relationships, relationships with other family members, they're the greatest triggers Yeah, and when we get triggered by something that's said or done, it's like that inner child that never had a chance to uh, resolve, you know, trauma from experiences and it's formed these childhood wounds. All of a sudden it gets like it gets um, attacked, you know, it gets gets triggered and all of a sudden we we become this, you know, traumatised child even though we're an adult. Yeah, and, and you'll hear people say things like, oh, grow up or stop acting like a child. Well, that's exactly what we do when we got that childhood wound that's just been uh, triggered. So the key is to go back and heal those childhood wounds. And when we do that, all of a sudden in the relationships that we have, whether whoever that's with, we're not triggered. It's almost like we can see the trigger and it's just, it's just not activating because we've healed that wound. We've become more resourceful, more resilient We have more effective processes to work through it instead of all of a sudden replaying that same um, experience over and over again. Yeah, and when we don't deal with it, all it does is stack over time. And as I say to people, if we don't deal with that, all we do is we, we bury it alive. Yeah, and it's a bit like, yeah, I mean, quite often I get people say, oh, you know, I'm just an angry person. But all they've done is they've, They haven't learned how to process and express what that anger means. Yeah. Yeah, and when it's turned inward and buried alive, it can form things like depression. Yeah, and they wonder, you know, how do I I deal with this? It's going right back to those very early years to where, you know, it all began, where those wounds uh, developed or, or happened, yeah. Right. And it's, as you said, I watched um, one of the, uh, I think it's an example from one of your clients 
that it's not your fault. I remember you saying that. So it's not our fault, really, because we are children and we're just absorbing everything. And we're so open, right, like to life that we just let everything just kind of uh, run through us and do what it does. Absolutely. And, and I mean, and some people might be saying to themselves right now, but I had a beautiful childhood and I did. I'm very, very close to my parents. And when I grew up, my mother and father met in the Vietnam War. My dad's an Australian soldier. And so he went to um, Bung Dao where I was, where he met my mother. And so I was, uh, I suppose, a, a war baby. But my father married my mother and bought, bought us both. Uh, 1969 out to Australia and when my mother came out she was only the fifth you know Asian to marry an Australian soldier so when I grew up I was very different whereas now it's very multicultural multiracial it's it's the norm but back when I was growing up it wasn't and so when I did get a little bit of attention my parents from a place of love would always say no there's always someone better there's always someone with more money. There's always someone prettier, smarter. Mm-hmm. So it come from good intention, right? right? But for me, growing up, I whenever I got a compliment, for example, I just thought, well, no, there's someone prettier. Mm-hmm. You know, there, yeah. there's someone better. And so right. growing up as an adult, whenever I was complimented, I didn't know how to accept that. Right. I, I just, to me, it was just foreign. I was like, no, I don't deserve that yeah. compliment because there's someone better. That's amazing how we are informed by those learnings. It's programming. It's, that's what you're calling it too. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. keeps running yeah. until we recognize that's happening so we can change it. So I guess the question, I had a question for you about um, hypnotherapy. Is hypnotherapy for everyone? Like, do you feel or... Not well, it's interesting that you say that. Yes, <laughs> I get a lot of people that will say, "Oh no, I can't be hypnotized," yeah. <laughs> or um, you know, "No, I don't." It's it's mind control. But I always say to them, "Do you ever daydream, or do you find yourself maybe if you drive a car, you've driven from A to B, and you've got there, and you haven't really paid that much attention to you know the, the traffic, or sometimes you're you're so involved in doing a task, but all of a sudden your mind's drifted off somewhere." Yeah, and I go, oh, well, yeah, that does happen, actually. Well, that's all it is. It, it's putting you into a trance state. Yeah, and as I say about hypnosis, a lot of it, most of it is really self-hypnosis. Yeah, I don't actually hypnotise the person. I'm the, the, the tool that helps them hypnotise themselves. Yeah, because I don't have like a machine or a tool or something that I'll put on them and hypnotise them. Yeah. You know, it's just that I just take them through a process where I really just calm their their nervous system down and reduce their brainwaves down to their alpha and and theta brainwave state. And all of a sudden they're going into that hypnotic state themselves. Yeah. So, but in the same token is if they don't want to be hypnotised, and go into that trance state, then they don't. They ah, always yeah. have control. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there is a there's a permission. We have to be ready, right? To be yes. be open for healing. What is the connection between the subconscious and intuition? Oh, beautiful question. The subconscious or the intuition lives in the subconscious. Now, when I do clearing work with clients and that clearing work is when I go back into their childhood and we're doing a lot of that healing from past trauma and and events and um, situations and, and things, right, what I do is when they're in their conscious thoughts, 
they'll say things like, mm, and I can see them or I can hear them thinking. That's conscious effort. Then I'll say to them one question, have a guess. And when in that moment when you have a guess, you are trusting your intuition. Yeah, so quite often when people get caught in thoughts and I go, oh, should I, shouldn't I, you know, how often have you made a decision by overthinking and then say to yourself, oh, I thought about doing that and I should have done it. Yeah, so in that moment, if you're overthinking, say to yourself, I'll have a guess. Mm. And when you have a guess, you can't think because it's the first thing that pops up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's playful, actually. It sounds playful to me. It is playful, yes. Right, the realm of intuition. And it it takes trust. Um, For me, I remember I couldn't trust myself because I was so much uh, driven by programs that I couldn't trust that the voice of intuition, I didn't, I didn't know how to distinguish what voice was the one that wanted the best for me. That was, now has been this, um, I'm a lot more grounded in self-trust. There's something here that I know I can trust, but I don't know if I call it intuition. That's, um, I used to, but I guess that's the closest uh word to the spirit, the soul, the divine. I think now when I think about intuition, I think about spirituality in the sense of something that is beyond all this, the experiences, and that's guiding the experiences. Or it is maybe not guiding even. Oh yeah, it is. if it is showing me all this, like if you are appearing now in, in my reality, that means that which I call the divine is showing me. It's kind of uh, illuminating what is you and your wisdom and all this, the things that I do. So I don't know. Do you see it the same way, like in the way intuition, divine energy? Yeah, I truly believe that intuition is a feeling. Right. It's a sensation. You know, that's why we hear these terms like, you know, a gut feeling. Yeah. That's intuition. Yeah. And quite often thoughts, right, thoughts are not, well, a lot of our thoughts that we have are not real. Yeah, we, we, we create stories around thoughts. But when it comes to your intuition, it's a feeling. And sometimes it's just a knowing. It's just, you know, people say, look, I'm not really sure about this, but I just think I've got to do this or I feel, you know, this is the right thing for me to do. So I think intuition for me is really a feeling and it's following that inner wisdom as your guide. It's like your uh, your signpost that yeah this is this is the way that feels right. Yeah. If it feels wrong, then that's still intuition. So it is a sensation in the body can be felt. That's is a felt understanding of, of of that knowledge of the information that's coming to us. Is that what it is? The felt. Yeah, I mean, if you're in a, uh, a situation where you feel uneasy, what's it saying to you? Your intuition is telling you you know, either hop out of this situation, get away from this person or protect yourself or whatever it is. It's a feeling, it's a sensation. It's the same if you feel, you know, sometimes have you ever met someone you just feel like straight away there's an instant connection? Mm, It's a feeling, it's a sensation you have. You feel relaxed, you feel calm, you, you, you feel like that connection, you want to talk, you want to get to know this person. It's a feeling, it's a sensation and quite often we disconnect from that. And we, we just go into thought. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, but sometimes it's got to go into that feeling, that sensation. Yeah, I love that as a guiding principle. And it, of course, it's trying to protect us. That's what it's doing, right? Like mm. the intuition, yes. the protection yes. mechanism. Yeah, I want to mention the courses that you have available on your website, Passion and Purpose Program and Transformation Program. Yes, well, the, the Transformation Program is the clearings that I do. So if you're experiencing or PTSD or you've got, um, you know, it, it, problems in relationships, for instance, or you just, you know, you, you know that you want to do something but you feel stuck in life and you're not sure what it is. So with the transformation, it's literally going back and doing a lot of that uh, inner child work and we're, we're, we're healing. So it's a, it's a journey of healing and you're really getting back into who you are and when you're resourceful, all of a sudden you can, you can create the life that you want because you're getting rid of all those beliefs, those limiting beliefs that are stopping you. So that's the transformation. So it's literally going from limitation to liberation. Ah, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. a, a beautiful use of those two words together. They rhyme. That's beautiful. When it comes to belief systems, the limiting ones, are they replaced, removed, transformed what happens to um, to the belief system the old ones like yeah so with the old ones it you literally are replacing them yeah, yeah so you you I mean they're always going to to be there because that's a part of your journey right yeah but when you all of a sudden replace them with a, a more resourceful belief about yourself that comes from the inside it's got to come from within you because it's there. Right. All we're doing is we're clearing those old beliefs. We're dissolving them so that all of a sudden this new belief can form. So we're literally almost rewiring your your brain. Yeah, so that all of a sudden, you know, that old belief, like for me, for instance, when I thought that I wasn't smart enough. Now, if someone had said to me that I would be doing what I'm doing, I would have thought, no, I, I, I can't see myself. I don't believe I can do that. There's no way I can do that. I can't, I can't sit there and help people through their own pain. Mm. I just couldn't do that. Mm. But here I am and I'm doing it. Right. Yeah, and it's coming from a place from within me, from my own inner journey, my own healing. So it has to, everything starts from within. Yeah, so true. And that's actually, I love, I think you say that in your bio, exactly the same phrase in a different way, perhaps, and I have as the... Um, the introduction for this episode, you say magic happens when transformation occurs on the inside. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> magic. <laughs> yes, magic it is. <laughs> Feeling peaceful. That has this, uh, this flavor of magic because it's almost impossible in a way to be a human and to be at peace all the time, all the time with everything that's happening because there's always something happening. Right? Absolutely, That's not yes. always positive. The body itself is changing and we know it won't be here for too long. So how can we, how, how is it possible to have peace with all that, with all this, you know, the experiences in this reality that's constantly changing? And that's when magic, like this idea of magic uh, comes in for me. Like, oh, this is magic, <laughs> magic happening. Yes, yes. I think we huh. get caught in that forced positivity where yeah. we're supposed to be, you know, people say think positive all the time. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, mm. even our negative emotions are there for a reason. They're communicating something to us. Right. Yeah. And when we can connect and understand 
what it's telling us and we can meet our own needs, all of a sudden we're working through them. We're not getting stuck. Yes, right. You see, so it's about listening and self-awareness, listening, always not trying to escape from anything, right? Because that's easy to do when we have this strong, almost like desire to just push away anything that's negative. But it doesn't work, right? It doesn't. Because as I said before, we just bury it alive, you know, yes. and, and we suppress it. We don't, we don't want to think about it. But unfortunately, the trigger, next trigger that comes along, it comes up and it just gets more momentum. It gets more powerful. And then our nervous systems become more sensitive. Yeah. And it just doesn't work for us. So, you know, re- re- regressing and you know, suppressing these emotions, they don't serve us. Our emotions, even the negative ones, are there to serve us, mm. for, for us to move through them so that we can keep going back to that place of contentment and inner peace. Yes, right. My practice has evolved to not to push away, not to ignore, but give less attention. That's what I do a lot of times because, you know, we have so many thoughts and, and so many, everything's, it's, I know it's passing through. So I kind of... Um, a lot of times rest in this space of just letting them do what they do. And I'm not really focusing. Let's say I'm not engaging. Yes. I'm aware that they're there, but I'm not engaging with them. Beautiful practices to observe. Be the observer of them. Yeah, right. Of course, still, the engagement is the part that I know would get us in trouble. <laughs> Engage yes. with everything, right, that's passing. So, but it's not the same as escaping, right, like, or trying to push away, because I don't feel that way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, quite often, like, for instance, anger, you know, with anger, it's actually a fast emotion. So it's actually about taking action, right? So when you can pause and say to yourself, what am I experiencing anger here for? What am I not getting? And then you can, you know, dissociate just for a moment to, to realise that you are not the anger, this is what you're experiencing because there was something was done, it was unjust, maybe you need to set better boundaries, maybe it's something you need to speak up about. Yeah, so there's, there's an action for you to take that's positive. But sometimes we just get caught in that emotion, caught in the anger, and all we're doing is we're feeding it, making it more and more powerful, and we explode. Mm, true. Yeah. So it is a messenger, those emotions. They're trying to show us something deeper. So it's not really the surface, what's being the emotion itself, but something what's underneath. And that's why I love yes. the idea of going deeper, always going deeper. Beautifully said. Yeah, what's underneath the anger? Yes. Right, yeah. right. Mm. You see, sometimes I do that and sometimes I don't because it depends how it depends on the um, intensity. That's what it is for me. And also the um, how often it happens. If it happens twice with the same intensity, that's when I know I need to go deeper. Yeah. But if it yeah. does, it's just one time, I just let it go. <laughs> let it just do it, its dance <laughs> and then yeah. it goes away. Oh, I wanted to mention that I love the uh, the video you sent me about the clients you have had or you have. There's a woman, I don't know her name, but she's so, I mean, it kind of made me cry. She's talking about, in a very beautiful way, you know, it's okay to love me, she said. Yes, I know exactly who you <laughs> You do? Yeah, I yeah. said, oh, I, I feel like giggling. She was released from something. So, <sighs> right, how beautiful is that? Uh, I've got tingles <laughs> just thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah beautiful. 
Yeah, it made me laugh and cry at the same time. It was just, uh, I mean, it's precious to see that. Thank yeah. you so much for what you do again, like. Thank you. Yeah, we need to, uh, that's what it is. And I know, uh, you know, you don't consider your work, you don't speak that way. One day maybe you will. You do mention spirituality, but what is spirituality? But just kind of uncovering the beautiful pristine presence, unconditioned that we all have, that's always here. Mm-hmm. So I love what you do because it's doing exactly that, uncovering who, what we are really. I usually don't say who because uh, that gives that sense of identity again, of attaching to something. But yes. yeah, it's much bigger than that. So thank you again. And you sent me also a, oh yeah, the PDF, right. I'll have the link. So anyone who listens to the episode and access the website or have the profile page there, they will be able to link, click on that link and have access to the PDF that's titled Grounding Strategies to Help with Depression and Anxiety. So I would love to hear a little bit more about that, though. I I love the idea of grounding. I don't know why, but it's (laughs) very, I don't know why exactly. See, that's very intuitive (laughs) because I have no idea why, but I love the word and everything about it. So, yeah, talk to me for a moment about that. Okay, so I've got (laughs) in there, there's four ways of grounding. And the first one is mental, which is focusing your mind. The second one is physical. So it's focusing on your senses. The third one is loving kindness, which is self self-soothing and the fourth one is meditative so it's returning back to your sense of self and in that I've got about 12 different grounding techniques that you can use because not everyone will suit every single person so there's so there's many different ones in there but it's really coming back to your center because quite often things, well, I mean, events happen, right? And we we get we wobble. It's like, oh, yes, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. But when we can ground ourselves down, back to ourselves, come back to ourselves, all of a sudden, that wobble, right? It starts to calm down, and then and then we become more stable. Yeah. So it's connecting the mind and the body back into the here and now, and grounding yourself into what is. Mm, yeah, not what we not what we think. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh yes. See, I love that. So it's the a return. Like um, I don't know if you have heard about Marianne Williamson. She yes. wrote the book Return to Love. So yes. that's what it comes to mind now. <laughs> it's grounding as a return to love. Always uh, learning how what love is, and then learning to return to it every time. We get. Yeah, I love that. Because right. that's what we are. We are love. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. Love in the sense of unconditioned presence, right? Because even the idea of love can be, it can be an attachment to something, to an experience, right? The experience of of feeling loved by something, someone. I know it's very subtle, but to me, that's what it comes really, the, how I can explain this. The fact that I'm here, I can listen to your voice, um, we can have this conversation. To me, this is already it. This is the presence of unconditioned, divine. I don't even want to say the word divine. It's infinite. It's something that mm. it's limitless, right? Yes. Like it's, it's, we cannot even explain because it cannot be known, but it's here. It's always here. It nev- never left us. That's right. And it's always there for us. You know, a lot of people get lost, but, you know, when they tap into that, that centre, that self, and that limitless potential, 
yeah, and connecting again back to who they are and what they are. Yeah, life looks different. Very different. <laughs> Very mm. different. It's a lot more fun, um, I have to say, because we are now attached to the experiences. It's There's a sense of freedom. That's what it is. You see, because there's engagement, but there's not attachment. There's a dip to, I see a very distinct difference between attachment and engagement. Yeah, it's okay it's to engage, to manage, to dance with it, but <laughs> there's no attachment. We know we are free. In essence, yeah. everything is free. It's freedom itself, really. So it's incredible. I mean, even to think about it <laughs> with yeah. the intellectual mind. And I do have a few more questions, the ending questions. But before that, would you like to add anything that you didn't think of or it didn't come to you, but now it's here? Or would you like to add anything? Yeah, make any comments, any final comments before I... Oh, I would like to say to whoever's listening that they they think there's something wrong with them or, or they think that, you know, they can never find that happiness. They're not deserving of it. You are. You, you are every potential you you are limitless mm. you have so much within you that you can you can discover and tap into to be who you really are your truth and and, and as i say to, to go from that that trapped liberation sorry that limitation yeah. to free yourself because most people want to be free yeah. and freedom is it can mean you know lots of different things to different people but essentially it's being at peace yeah that's it kind of um, shifting the focus um, from what we are not to what we are. That changes yeah. everything, everything. I love your approach of um, making that very clear to everyone that you meet, to your clients, that they are not the experience. It's just an experience. It's just a dance. <laughs> I like to call yeah. it dance because it really is. It feels like it's just a movement. It's a movement. Mm. And I know it's not easy, right? Like we, we talk this way. I know I'm, I'm very good at, I mean, because I'm so, so into it. And that's my passion per se, that I can't help but romanticize the, this entire understanding. But it's actually, it does the work of ending suffering. It really yes. does. It won't stop pain because that's the movement again, experiences, but it mm. will end suffering. You're not dwelling yeah. anymore in pain. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful scent, yeah. So, yeah, it's, um, what can I say? What, what else can I say? It's just I, I keep repeating that in a way, in different ways to my own self. I do a lot of work in practices, but that's so fundamental that it kind of almost, at some point, it's almost like there's no practices anymore needed. But I don't know at what point would that be. So my ending questions to you, I'll ask this one. How do you define success these days? For me, it's waking up in the morning and being content. Yeah. Yeah. And and I'm finally at that place. You know, I, I'm doing what I'm doing because I absolutely love it. And that's that passion and purpose program that I talk about. It's about getting up in the morning, you know, having meaning in your life, having purpose and living your passion. And that, to me, is is now, finally, mm. <laughs> it's never too late I'm, I'm 56. Yes. It's never too late to, yeah. to discover that within yourself. So, yeah, I would say waking up in the morning and being content. Yeah, that's another beautiful message for all of us that 
we cannot let age to become this impediment, right? A limitation. That's mm. another form of limitation that most mm. of us attach to. So thank you for being the message for that. The, you're living the truth. What do you love most about being in the human body or being the human body in this moment? Oh, uh, yeah, it's a really good question. I, I, for me, it's when you experience those mo- moments of uh, pleasure, joy, happiness. Um, it's those moments when you really appreciate who you are and what, what you're doing, what you're experiencing. And because um, in those moments when you think about it, there's no time. Right. It, there's right. no thoughts. All you're doing is you're an expression of that emotion at that moment. As if you become that, yes. that joy, that happiness itself, right? Yeah. Ah, yeah, beautifully said. And I have a technical question, but before that, what is another word for life? Life. Life is an experience. Mm, experience. Mm, it's an experience, yeah. yeah. And we can make it what we want. We can, we can stay victim. Yeah, or we can become the victor and have far more experiences that are here to serve us and enrich us if we're the victor. So it's all, to me, life is about experience. Uh, Yes, yeah. Thank you so much again for your wisdom, for doing what you do, for being open to life, to go through all the healing that you went through, for going deeper. That's what it is. Thank you. And before we say goodbye for today, what is the best place to find more information about your work, Like, Well, I'd say the best place would be to go to my website. It's my name, lightatus.com. And on there, there's lots of, I've got some free resources on there. Um, you'll be directed to some free tracks, some free hypnosis, free meditation tracks. I've got some downloads there. So I try to give a lot of free resources to people and because um, something will click. So, yeah, definitely my website. I'm also on Facebook as well and on Instagram. Uh, again, just my name, uh-huh. yeah. Lightatist. Yeah, so, yes. Yeah. I'll have the website on your podcast profile, also the link to the grounding strategies. And also forgot to mention that, oh, yes, yeah, that you are also on Aura and Insight Timer. Please talk to me about the 30-day offering that you have. I'll have that link as well. Okay, wonderful. So if you jump onto that link, it's a it's a 30-day access to the aura. And on there, there is, oh my goodness, there is hundreds of thousands of meditations. Uh, there's coaching on there. There's uh, hypnosis tracks on there. There's sleep stories. So sleep stories are very, very uh, popular. And I've got quite a few sleep stories on there and it's for children and it's for any age. Yeah, but it's it's a really wonderful app that you can utilize, you know, um, for anything that you, you need. Yeah, it's just it's just a phenomenal what you can access on there. So I'll have that link as well. Everything will be on your podcast profile. Thank you so much again for your presence and we'll talk soon. Bye for now. Thank, Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Lai Tattis and her work, please visit LaiTattis.com. To 
want more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.